Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Another great song selection from Young Dylan. He may be only 22, but he sure knows his way around some music. So thanks for thanks for picking some good songs today. Hey, uh, we've we've managed to cover a lot of ground so far on the Andrea K. Show. We're just going to keep the ball rolling. You know, we talked to Christopher Hahn about accountability on the part of the left and some of the scandals that are just really enough to make me want to jab a pen in my eyeball to ease the pain. It makes me so angry. When then we had some laughs with Miss Della, and now we're gonna we're gonna pick it up here with my favorite uh, friend of mine and friend of the show, Mr. Stan Prouse, who's going to be, who's coming back on to talk about his Love Gone Wrong segment. I know y'all usually love to watch on the studio cam and see Stan actually in the studio with me today, but he couldn't actually come in live. Next time he'll be back live and you'll get to see the very dapper Stan actually in the studio with me, but at least he's on the phone with me because you know how much I love the military. The military is very important to Stan as well. And when it comes to family law, Uh, The military has very unique needs, and Stan is actually an expert in that. Hey, Stan. Andrea, do not stick a pen in your eye. Please. (laughs) Please. Life will will go on. Yeah, but sometimes you just, uh, it's like my frustration just really builds up, Stan, and and, and it's either stick a pen in my eye or maybe find a liberal I can jab. What do you think? I go for the liberal. Oh. Every time. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, though, now, you promised to come in at some point oh, and talk yes. about other things besides just family law. So i got to find a date in which you're going to be able to do that with us. But right now, um, we're going to spend a little time talking about family law and divorce and as it pertains to the very specific needs for the military, which I didn't, I never really thought about. I'm the daughter of two Marines. My parents stayed married, so maybe that, that's why I didn't realize um, they had very specific needs in relation to divorce, but they do. Let's talk about military pensions for a minute. Okay. They're, they're different. Okay? All There's right. military retirement, and that has two components, and one of them is, disabil- is uh, retirement pay, and then you can also elect disability pay as military pay. This is different from getting Veterans Administration disability pay. Okay. Up until a few years ago, you could elect disability pay, VA disability pay, and forego an equal amount in value of retired pay. And the trick there was that disability pay isn't taxable, whereas retired pay is taxable. Okay. Furthermore, the state has no power or authority to divide disability pay. Um, so, and, and we're talking about all this, obviously, because when it comes to spousal support and child custody, someone's income is, because last time you were on, we were talking about a formula that the state uses to come up with spousal mm-hmm. support. Does that formula apply here for military? The disability pay would, would be included as income available for support. Okay. However, it can't be, well, I mean, let me, it can't be divided. In other words, if I'm the non-member spouse and the member spouse is receiving disability pay, the court can't make an order that the VA or DFAS, the defense people, cut me a check and cut the service member a check. Okay. Okay. Right. But the service member has this, and it's income, so it's it counts toward 
support. Okay. But maybe you'd rather get the money directly from the government, but you're not going to get it. Instead, it's just going to be a component of support. Okay. Makes a difference. Makes a difference because the military guy is getting a non-taxable bite of income in the way of disability. And it increases his net income because it's not taxable. Okay. So the state, California, other states have wrestled with that problem and come up with different ways to compensate the non-member spouse if the member spouse elects to take disability. Now, the standard operating procedure years ago was for the member spouse to retire and elect disability pay and say to the non-member spouse, aha, gotcha. Okay. The courts here have devised ways to ameliorate the gotcha. Okay. And there are things that you can put in the marital settlement agreement to do a an end run around what was the standard law to get the non-member spouse, who is usually the wife, of course, compensated for what she loses by the disability election. Okay, so there's ways that you can go around this yep. for a non-member. Yep. So people listening right, right now might think, oh, well, that's not really, you know... Wow, that they may be thinking that the military member is kind of getting the shaft a little bit there. What do you say for that? No, because when the final analysis is that the that the when you when you convert the retired pay into military pay into disability pay. I'm sorry the uh, the disability pay usually is not for a disability that occurred after separation. And it's usually not for something like having your leg blown off or something. The retired pay, even when you're serving, has a disability component built into it Okay. as far as a percentage of it. Right. So in, in the usual case, it's not really for disability. In the usual case, it's something that's called disability because presumptively you get disabled when you serve in the military for purposes of the division of retired pay while you're still serving between actual pay the disability percentage they assign to you over time and the difference between that and 100%. This sounds a little weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. Now, well, the last time you were on, we were talking about how for spousal support, you know, it's typically however long the the term, the length Mm -hmm. of time for that Mm -hmm. ends up, I think, being, you know, up to, I guess, half as long as you were married. Is is the length of time the same for military? You you would normally divide it in the same proportional way. It's called the Brown Rule. Okay. Everybody uses the Brown Rule because it's understandable and it's quick and easy. Okay. There are other ways to do it, and particularly with uh, some pension plans, you can't use the brown rule. Brown rule. Um, okay. And I don't want to get into that because that will confuse the hell out of everybody. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to. Me. Yeah, well, we don't want to confuse anybody. We, what we want people to do is understand that there there are specific aspects of military divorce that are unique, yeah, and here, you need someone who, who knows what they're doing to handle yeah. it. 
here's the point. The marital settlement agreement, when it comes to to dividing a military pension, has to be written to protect the non-member spouse from the member spouse getting away with something by electing disability pay. Gotcha. So that's the short of it. Right. And now, is it also then, therefore, more complicated if you've got the non-member spouse or the mother, basically, who's now gone to another state? Because we know that there also there could be people living here assigned to Camp Pendleton to where the member's residency is someplace else. Yes. Or they separated, and now the spouse has taken the kids someplace else where their support system is. Does that complicate things from the from the money standpoint? It, it can't complicate things from the procedural standpoint, which ends up being a money issue. Military members don't lose their residence by being assigned from post to post around the country or around the world. So most military members retain their residency in the state where they were living when they joined up. Okay. Uh, vast number of these guys maintain their residency in the southern states where a lot of them come from mm-hmm. uh, and if if they're not in california when let's say the wife is living outside camp pendleton the guy's in japan his technical residence is alabama okay she's go- she's going to have a hard time dealing with any kind of financial issues, unless she goes to Alabama, if the guy's not cooperative. Right. He has to consent to jurisdiction here in California because California doesn't have any personal jurisdiction over him because technically his residence is in Alabama. And he's living over in Japan at and a he's duty living station. Over in Japan. Yeah. Right. So it's hard, it's hard to serve him. And then uh, oh. he says, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I don't reside here. I reside in Alabama. Come catch me. Right. Uh, so there are... It's complicated, there, there, and we're yeah. actually out of time. What I want people to understand is that it is complicated. It is a, a unique situation. Uh, you know, I'm up here broadcasting from Carlsbad right by, you know, Pendleton and Oceanside. If you're listening and you're military and you're thinking about divorce or you're, you're facing this, you need to go talk to Stan because he understands, you know, all the different intricacies of dealing with your situation. And how do they get a hold of you, Stan? 760-438-8460 or sprouse at stanprouse.com. And you, do you promise me you're going to be actually in the studio next time, Stan? I promise I'll be in the studio next right. time we have one of these conversations. Right. We, we lost our uh, email for three days last oh, no. week. The power was accidentally turned off in the building this morning. Oh, no. So, okay, then I forgive you, Stan. It's kind of interesting. Next right. time we're going to talk about why this particular administration behaves as if they're all lawyers. 